Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 28, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's interesting. The market was in a very narrow range. It was very quiet today. But what they did do was something very important. And we talk about this all the time. It's not how they open them with a gap higher. It's how they close them what counts at the end of the day. Do they close the market well? Are there buyers into the close, which gives you one indication? Or are they selling them into the close, which gives you a different thing going on? You can see specifically from this five-minute chart they sold them into the close. Now, we're going to talk about something in more detail, which has to do with what I like to call unfinished business. For this purpose, we're going to use an intraday 15-minute chart. I want to make a point. We're going to go over this again inside the numbers. We talked about this all morning long. They came close. They bounced away. They came close. They bounced away. It was deemed unfinished business. And look what they did. And what I said in the live room at the time was, now that they've done this little bit of shenanigans, Macarena around the number, it's unlikely that's the actual number that was in the market's objective to go hit it and bounce. Likely story was that the destination was lower. And you can see as evidence into the closing bell today, the destination is likely lower. Okay, fair enough. So now we go back to the daily chart and we say, well, what are they actually doing? So we take off the unfinished business off the table and the market closed below. And again, no accidents, no coincidences in the market. Everything is done with purpose. Everything is done by choice. They closed the market at 396.31. That's below the gap. That was unfinished business. That officially number was 396.38. That was the actual closing of the gap. They finished below it. Could they pop back up tomorrow? Absolutely. Is a few pennies the end of the world? No, it's not. But when you look at what the market did into the end of the day, it's the interpretation of the price action into the end of the day. Why did they wait until the end of the day to go fill that gap and not only fill it, but close below it. My estimation is because the destination is lower. Where's that lower place? The only thing below current price of substance is the downsloping trend line that we've been talking about ad nauseum. We're also calling this place Irene. If the market gets below that downsloping trend line, It's going to open the door for an entirely new leg lower. That new leg lower could be plus or minus at least a hundred S&P handles. Could be a lot more, but around a hundred handles is an area where we should get a garden variety type bounce back situation. And that's if they did that whole thing by getting below and closing below Irene. Or here's the other thing. They never officially, at least on my chart, hit Irene. Are they going to spike the low, spike through Irene, rip it back up in the other direction to fake everybody out? That's on the mind. It's on the table. It's certainly part of a 
would be, could be schematic, outlined, and designed by the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Therefore, the downsloping trend line, this area right here, depending on which day, if it's going to come in there, it does come in there because it changes every day because it is downsloping. But this area is the last line of defense. It's magnetic. It's important. It is Irene. Tomorrow, on Wednesday, that number comes in roughly around 392 and a half, give or take. Big picture, when you look at the weekly chart, are they just doing a retest? Are they just doing an eating time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish, wedgish kind of formation, and that's going to set up a move in the northern direction one more time? That is very, very possible. And as long as they stay weekly closing above this particular trend line, that is in the cards. Where the umpire calling balls and strikes, until or unless they would get below that trend line, it's still a bullish tape in an uptrend. One more comment on that end of the day sell in the SPY. You take a look at the volume at almost 15 million shares in the last hourly candle, and you'll notice that being up in this range is among the higher volume situations that we've seen on the hourly chart. Okay, fair enough. So what do we have around those places? Right, you look over here, the market took off the next day to the upside. You look over here, the market bottomed and it started climbing higher. Over here, big drop in the market on a gap lower, and then they ultimately did go lower. Here was a big breakdown candle in this one here. The day before was an up day. So you're not getting any kind of a, this is what happens when there's heavy volume. And that's the reason why I wanted to point it out. It comes in either on the bullish side or the bearish side. It's institutional participation. It's just participation that the market needs internally to actually get moving. And when I say get moving, get moving in a hurry formation rather than a creeping, dripping type of situation. What was going on inside the numbers today? This one's going to be pretty simple. It was a quiet day. We had a beat on the schematic very early in the morning. Just a big picture view of what the market was doing, is doing. We've got 398.80 as our early pivot. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity, 398.80 to 399, which you'll see come up later in the notes, is a zone of overhead resistance. It's magnetic, so once price was below the number below, which we'll get to in a moment, the door opened for that zone, that zone was overhead resistance, and the market did fail after getting to that pivot. Let's see what else we have as the morning starts to unfold. 9.15, what's the setup? Well, 398.80 is the pivot. We're going to call it a bull pivot later, and the bear pivot actually became 397.75. Below that opens the door for 396.40. Remember that? Now, you can see here in the first candle of the day, they made a low five cents above that number, 396.45. Now, that's a little bit of shenanigans. We had some front-running situations going on. I was not front-running that number. It's a gap. They missed it yesterday. They came close yesterday. There's no reason that I believed in the morning session that they should come up short, but they did come up short. What do I know? And they gave the trade 
without hitting the number in the morning session. Came back again, came up short again, gave the trade again without hitting the number. And then, as you see in the end of the day, they closed below it into the end of the day. That would be a bearish signal leading into Wednesday. So right here at 9.15, I'm a buyer lower like between 396.40 and 395.35, meaning if they get below 397.75, I'm a buyer, which is a zone of support in that zone. I was a willing buyer at least all morning long, and if they jammed them up early in the morning, we were prepared to short over 400, but they didn't do that. They ended up, and this is a trading term, fluttering around. Unfinished business down around 396.40. I was prepared for that trade. The room was prepared for that trade. Inside the numbers was prepared for that trade. They just unfortunately didn't give us that trade. Came up a nickel short, and then we have to start providing the resistance numbers, so on and so forth. You'll see all that provided in here during the entire session, at least until we wrap it in the early afternoon. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. We had crap for stocks on the move today, so we'll just skip over that. Nothing hit its number. So we'll move on to Camp IWM. What do we see? Well, let's look at this thing objectively. Again, didn't finish exactly on the low, but they certainly did have a gap and crap situation, or at least a crap-out situation. Pretty big volume in this last 10-minute candle. You can see here, we haven't seen volume like that. 1.5 million shares since back here. That was a pretty good bottom the day before, meaning big volume on the gap down, then the bottom, then they started to rally. Big volume. When you look at the big picture, what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock inside the high of this breakdown candle. They haven't got to the top yet. Doesn't mean they will. But this is a bearish pattern until they break above the top. We talked about this and the 20-period moving average, I believe, yesterday. That's really where the IWM needs to turn things around if they're going to have a bull case on deck. But this is still one of these bearish, flaggish kind of things that's eating time off the clock from the zigzag type of situation lower. So we had an ABC down. We had A leg down. B leg is a retrace, C leg finished below the low of the A leg. We do this in both directions. And now, instead of a complete bounce back, they're eating time off the clock, which could be building energy for another leg lower into these moving averages at minimum. And there is your case for Camp IWM. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Judge. They're doing the same thing the IWM's doing. They're basically just eating time off the clock in some kind of bearish, wedgish thing going on inside this last breakdown candle from the 21st of this month. Today was another poor day. They started to rally them early, finished on the lows. That's a negative signal across the board. Very similar routine for the Q people. They're eating time off the clock. They gave up the gains. Didn't finish on the lows, but finished poorly on the day for sure. Bearish pattern. Carbon copy of what we just discussed across other markets. Flat day for Camp XLF. If the financials are not falling apart, it's unlikely the rest of the markets will fall apart. However, what we do have here 
is a breakdown candle and another breakdown candle. And until they start getting above this stuff and that 20 period moving average, this is a bearish pattern, eating time off the clock, building energy, and you guessed it, for another move in the lower direction. Anything different over by Smash Mouth? And no, there's no difference until or unless they can get back above this 20 period moving average. This is contained. The market's just eating time off the clock in one of these wedge formations. If this 20 period moving average contains the market, then it's likely that the next move is gonna be the same routine we've just been discussing. It's all the same market, they're all gonna go up together, they're all gonna go down together, not necessarily to the same magnitude each and every day, but that's the concept, it's all the same market. With a rather quiet day, other than the close, which we discussed in detail, it was lighter volume, not a lot of price movement, very small range, certainly even up until the end of the day, so all day long, very tight range, not a lot else to discuss. We're reading the tape day by day. This is what Mrs. Market gave us today to read. So therefore, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.